Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. We're back. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. I I have missed this. Not going to lie. Yeah, me too. It's uh, a new year. Our New Year's resolution for 2020 is to be more consistent <laughs> with releasing this podcast. Um, I think it's only fair we start by, first of all, thanking you for your patience whilst we've been away, yep. uh, apologising for not releasing for about you know three or four weeks now. It's just been a mixture of things, hasn't it, Tom? Yeah, personal lives, new jobs, Christmas, New Year and technical difficulties. Uh, that's been a main one, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're hopefully past that now, touch wood, and uh, we can bring you the, the content that we've been doing consistently, Tom, for, for almost three years. This is the longest we've gone without uh, producing a show. Yeah, that's right. So the aim is now to give you a show every week until the end of the season we're going to record every Sunday so it gives us plenty of time to record it get it out um and yeah so you can listen in plenty of time as well so we're not kind of putting out really late releases so yeah thank you everyone who has sent us messages over the last few weeks getting in touch saying where are you are you coming back we missed the show it's uh, it's amazing to see how many of you do really enjoy the show and miss it when it's not there so you know we're glad to be back yeah, 100%. Can't wait to uh, get everything going now, Tom. Yeah, so the order of the day is we've got a full fixture list in Prem, Champ, League 1 and League 2. We're going to run through each league, picking out our betting highlights as usual. Then we'll give you our bomb-proof trebles for this weekend. And finally, we'll have a little look at fantasy football and any other extra little bits at the end. Yeah, absolutely. So diving straight into the Prem without any further ado. We've got a Friday night, Sheffield United against West Ham. For me, watching brief, don't know which way this one's going to go. Uh, same for you, or would, would you advise anything different? God, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> nothing nothing to see here. Nothing to see. No. no. Uh, move on to Saturday then. There's uh, seven games on Saturday. 12.30, Palace-Arsenal. Again, watching brief for that? Watching brief. Um Really, really tough to call. Obviously, Arsenal have traditionally been really poor on the road in the last couple of seasons. And, you know, a one-all draw away at a really poor Bournemouth side it doesn't change my mind on that. And and Palace, poof, you never know what you're going to get with them. So, uh, yeah. yeah, watching brief again, to be honest. But profit chasers, we do have some bets that we do fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do come in the three o'clocks. Um, the three o'clock games, we've got five. Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, Leicester, Southampton, Man United, Norwich, Wolves, Newcastle. So there's a few there which on first glance um, appeal. I think Wolves against Newcastle is probably standout for me. You've got Wolves at home, four to nine for the win. You'd think after their pretty, you know, they've had a good strong start to the season. In seventh in the Premier League, just one point off Man United in fifth in that final in that Europa League spot. Um, Newcastle just don't seem to travel well at the moment, do they? They've got one win in the last five league games. They've got a mountain injury list. I think it's 10, 11 players now on the injury list for Newcastle. It's really, really bad for them. Um, so I think going away to Wolves, it's going to be too much. I don't think they're going to get hammered, but... 
you know, a steady 2-0 wall, something like that, I can easily see happening. Yeah, and the nil is the key point here. Uh, John Joe Shelby, Newcastle's top scorer with five goals. I'm going to read you the positions of, uh, you know, Newcastle's top uh, 10 or so um, scorers this season. Midfield, midfield, defence, 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 midfield, defence, midfield, forward. That is just absolutely incredible. That is um, bad. It's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, I, I was generous as well. The first forward is Miggy Almiron, who is who is a 10 and could argue as a midfielder. So uh, definitely looking towards the way of the old gold. Uh, Leicester Southampton. Nine nil, anybody? <laughs> you don't think so this time, do you? Uh, Southampton have improved a lot, haven't they, since then? So I think Leicester will win this, but um, yeah, I can't see it being anything like the nine nil. I, I was going to get the uh, the price just to kind of make a joke out of it, but as you can imagine, it's it's uh, not available <laughs> to be honest <laughs> right now. So uh, yeah, the one thing that I would say is this is a Southampton side that's yielded more points on the road than they have at St. Mary's. Uh, so they've actually managed to get 14 points on the road and 11 at home. So definitely a side that I think can cause teams problems. They're up to 12th. That's probably the highest I've seen them in the last maybe two seasons. Yeah. Um, Danny Ings obviously on absolute fire right now. And uh, yeah, I fancy Southampton to get a goal. Um, so you can look at the... Leicester to win and both teams to score, which is actually two to one. So it adds a bit more value in there. And uh, yeah, I think Leicester will win, but I don't think it will be as comfortable as last time. No. Um, Danny Ings, if you do fancy him to continue his scoring streak, 15 to eight anytime goal scorer, which isn't too bad, really, considering the form he's on. Yeah, 100%. He's uh, yeah, very quietly going under the radar. I mean... You know, when Vardy was on this kind of form, it was uh, shouted from the rooftops. But uh, yeah. yeah, Ings quietly doing uh, doing his job. Yeah, he is. Let's take a look at Everton against Brighton, shall we? I do quite like Everton on the nose, four to five, mainly because um, in their two games at home under Carlo Ancelotti, they've not lost. Won one, drawn one, kept two clean sheets. Away, Brighton... Don't really convince me. Just one away win in the last five games. I think they're much better at home. I think Everton should have enough, despite really disappointing in the FA Cup against Liverpool at the weekend. I think there'll be a reaction from that game this weekend. I think players will start playing for their places a lot more. I think there's Ancelotti's threatened to get reinforcements in to kind of reinvigorate the place, yeah, give a bit of a boost to the team. But um, yeah, I think they're going to have a much improved performance this weekend against uh, against the Brighton side who can threaten, but I don't think we'll get anything from this game. I basically copy and paste with the Leicester Southampton game. Yes, I fancy Everton. Uh, the FA Cup result was downright embarrassing. Um, the the fans will expect a reaction. Ancelotti will expect a reaction. Um, I'm a big Brighton fan this season. I, I love the way that Potter's got on playing. Uh, but yeah, you are right. They've got double the amount of points at home as they do on the road. Um, so again, I'm actually going to lean towards the same market 
Everton to win and both teams to score is 11 to 4. Um, mm. That is something to potentially look into. Not as strong as the Leicester Southampton shout, I personally don't think, um, but certainly worth a look. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends whether you back Everton's resilience and defensiveness over Brighton's ability to score a goal because Brighton have scored in the last five consecutive away games in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's there's form there. They've played Man United away, Arsenal away, Liverpool away and Tottenham away. Yeah. So they've played a lot of the big boys and they have got on the score sheet. They've not been winning those games, but they have been scoring. So I think that could potentially be a really good price. Yeah. More pay, seven in twenty-one in the league. Uh, better return than than it makes it than it seems on yeah. the surface. And uh, uh, <clears throat> Ali Reza Jahana Bakash, uh, two goals in three games for him. So hopefully uh, he can continue that form. I love it when he scores. I love uh, it. I practice that Same all day. Passion. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I love seeing it as well. Good lad. Um, Finally, then, we've got the 5.30 on Saturday. It's Spurs against Liverpool. Uh, for me, Liverpool here to win this game. Four to six of the odds. It's it's quite tight, that, to be honest. I know Liverpool are really, really good this season. Only dropped two points. But they're still going away to Spurs, who, who are, on the day, a very good team. Um, I know they're missing Kane now, but yeah. four to six is a little bit tight for me, but they should win. Yeah, they should win. Um, if Harry Kane was playing, it'd be a be a bit of a different story. I think Liverpool would still win whether he was playing or not. But now you question who's going to play up front. I mean, is it going to be Lamella? Is it going to be Lucas Moura? Son? Maybe Son. even Deli Ali? Troy Parrott? I don't know. It just doesn't have the doesn't have the same uh, yeah. same kind of impetus, does it? And Liverpool unbeaten in the Premier League um, over a calendar year. Plus, I mean, well, I, I can't imagine whenever I'm going to tip them to lose ever again. Right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Of course, they will lose. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to hard to see that coming right now. It is. And just like listen to some of these stats. Um, Liverpool, six wins on the bounce. No goals conceded in five games in a row. Spurs, on the other hand, no wins in three. Without a clean sheet in seven games in a row. And then head-to-head, Liverpool have won the last four games against Spurs, home and away. And uh, Spurs haven't kept a clean sheet against Liverpool in 10 consecutive games. So it doesn't make for pretty reading for Spurs, does it? That's absolutely mad form. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool all day. Right then, let's move on to Sunday's games. We've got two, Bournemouth-Watford and Villa City. Um, I think City at one to six away at Villa, that should be a... uh, a pretty comfortable result for them there, considering Villa's mountain injury list. Bournemouth, Watford, though, anything that you'd like to tip yeah. in that game? Yeah, um, bit of an outsider, but how the tides have turned. Um, it's, it is going to come off as me trying to, you know, make myself look like some kind of mystic Meg. And Watford are still second bottom. And if the season ended today, obviously they would go down. But, you know, I, I saw enough and I tweeted out uh, not long ago that I, I fancy Watford to stay up. This was before Nigel Pearson. And um, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident they're going to stay up. 
I think yeah. they've got they've got enough about them talent wise, pound for pound. Remember, this is a side that finished mid table last year, got to an FA Cup final. Uh, they've got Ismail Assar, who is looking every bit a sixteen million pound winger. Delafeu, who can open doors whenever he wants uh, on his day. Troy Deeney's back to full fitness. Ben Foster has arguably been the best goalkeeper in the league over the Christmas break. Uh, they're seven to four against a Bournemouth side that are dropping like a stone. Uh, they are third bottom now. They're in the relegation zone, a point from Villa. Um, and Bournemouth are, are showing absolutely no signs right now. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Eddie Howe, but I feel like this is this is a real weakness of his. Um, you know, when when his teams are on the slide, it does seem that he doesn't have the answers overly. I know he's been yeah. there before and he's, he's turned it around before, but, you know, you... you yeah, trying to play out from the back and and the fancy football and the, the triangles and everything is great, but you know not always is that the best way to get you out of danger. No, you're right. Um, it, the thing that is worrying about Bournemouth this season is, in the past, they've always been a team that's been able to score goals, even when they've been poor yes. at the back. Yeah. Now, they can't. They really seem to be struggling for goals, don't they? So that's a really real big concern. Yeah, huge concern. And uh, Watford going away to Bournemouth. All the pressure will be on Bournemouth. Uh, Watford can go there. A little bit of a free hit. Um, obviously, if they lose, it'll be a, uh, you know, a really bad result. But seven to four, just a, just a little outsider. I'm, I'm feeling Watford. Yep. Okay. Uh, I am a bit stung by them after they cost me an accumulator the weekend <laughs> when they drew three all against Tranmere after throwing that three goal lead away. But uh, yeah, yeah and, I can uh, see I why you're tipping it personally. Play. Personally, I won't be going anywhere near them, but that's just me um, after last weekend. But yeah, yeah. no one's going to blame you for for uh, for that disappointment. To be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's look at the championship, shall we? And we've got a real barnstormer to get us started off with the twelve thirty kickoff. It's Brentford against QPR. Um, you think this one's going to have goals, and you'd also think Brentford should get the win at four to seven. Yes, absolutely, uh, Brentford. Uh... For me, the the championship now is in a is in a very interesting period. I think you've got three teams who the cream has risen to the top: uh, Leeds, West Brom, and I would put Brentford in that category. I would be very surprised if that's not the three that isn't promoted at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, QPR. I mean, they absolutely smacked uh, Cardiff. Was it six nil, six one, six one? And then they followed mm. that up with an FA Cup win over Swansea, winning 5-1. So absolutely hammering the Welsh right now with QPR. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game. That'll be such a good little uh, 12.30, 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. Do you agree Brentford to win? Uh, possibly Brentford to win both teams to score? Yes, and I have that price for you right now, which is 21-10, to 10, which is like taking candy from a baby. That is a good price. I think for me that this just screams goals for Brentford, really, doesn't it? Maybe QPR getting one. Brentford, the the third highest scorers in the league with forty one goals. QPR very very leaky, forty eight goals conceded from their twenty six games. It's the it's the second worst in the league. 
Um, so it's getting close to two a game on average that they're conceding. So you think that defence coming up against Brentford's attack, you know, the BMW attack. You love that. Ben Rama. You? you love ben that. Ben and Buemo and Watkins. <laughs> God, you love that, don't you? Anything with an acronym. I yeah, you are absolutely well behind that. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, but BMW are uh, elitely talented at this level. Um, I think it's yeah. fair to say. So, yeah, uh, that one, Tom, I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, let's have a look at West Brom. West Brom, very, uh, it's hard to say, a very straightforward game. Um, but it's arguably one of the easiest away days right now. Charlton Athletic, uh, since starting the season, well, they've really dropped. Uh, they were the worst performing side uh, in the last 10 games. West Brom are 1-2, to two, so I'm not going to dwell on this too much. But uh, West Brom have lost uh, just one game away from home all season. They look like they're juggernauting towards the uh, the Premier League. and. Like I said, not too yeah. much needs to be said. Pretty obvious pick out. Yeah, I can see that one happening. Absolutely. Um, for me, the next tip in the championship comes in is the Gary Rowett derby, shall we call this one? Stoke against Millwall. you got Gary Rowett's former club, Stoke, against his current club, Millwall. Um, I really like the look of Millwall on the double chance. 8-11. Uh, to 11 is the price for that. So that's Millwall to either draw or win. Nearly three to one on the nose if you fancy them for that, which is a a massive price considering how poor Stoke have been recently. Um, I also like the look of Millwall just to score a goal. That price is one to two for Millwall to score at least one goal. And considering Stoke haven't kept a clean sheet in the last five consecutive matches, Millwall have lost just one game in 11 under Gary Rowett, I think the contrasting form, Stokes' leaky defence, it really lends itself to me to at least Millwall getting something out of this game and at least getting on the score sheet. Yeah, I think the the score sheet is definitely something um, something that I'm intrigued by uh, for sure. The yeah the the Stoke the Stoke revelation is in its early stages, isn't it? And there's still some bad habits, bad performances, bad players that. You know, Michael O'Neill has to pick. And, uh, yeah, Millwall, for sure, will we'll get on the score sheet there. Uh, let's talk about Leeds. I don't think this is going to be clear-cut uh, Leeds. They they are unbeaten in their last nine home games. They've lost only one at home. Um, they're playing against a Sheffield Wednesday side that is pretty strikerless. Uh, Leeds are 4-7. to seven. Obviously, they're... They're going to have a um, shorter rest period, which is which is crucial. Leeds coming off the back of an unfortunate one 0 away defeat in the FA Cup to Arsenal. I, I still think they'll get the win. Um, the fact that Sheffield Wednesday got so many attacking players injured is kind of why I'm leaning towards that four to seven. Not the best price, but uh, certainly worth uh, highlighting. I think. Uh, yeah. I can see why I go for that. I, there's something about Leeds at the moment which I don't quite trust. One win in the last six games. Um, they're not exactly being hammered or turned over by sides, but it is a bit of a concerning little recent run of results. Um, 
and they haven't really been as defensively stable and strong as they were prior to December, really. Um, I think it's, what, 12 goals conceded in their last five championship games, which uh, by their standards is, is quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, I don't know about you, Tom, but uh, I think that's that's me for the uh, for the champ. Um, yes, and that's me as well. So let's look at League One. Yeah, kind of derby weekend in the champ, isn't it? Brentford, QPR, Barnsley, Huddersfield, Blackburn, Preston. Then you've got Cardiff, Swansea as well. Yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Anyway, moving on, League One. League One then. Um, one standing out for me straight away. Again, there's, there's quite a few teams that are really fancy this week and the price on the nose isn't really the best. Uh, Portsmouth at home to AFC Wimbledon. Another example of that. Portsmouth are 1-2 to two for the victory. Uh, currently, on a, they're on a pretty decent run of form at Portsmouth, especially at home. At home in, the, in League One, the last four games, they've won three against Rotherham, Ipswich and Wickham. So three of the big hitters in the division and drawn a game against Peterborough as well. Um, so they've got some really strong results against some really strong teams at home. They have got the third best home record in the league. They play an AFC Wimbledon side who don't travel particularly well. One win in the last five away games. They've got the 19th best away record uh, in the league. So not strong travellers going away to Fratton Park, where Portsmouth do tend to pick up plenty of points. They're much improved from their start this season. So, yeah, I think they should get a relatively comfortable win. Um, but one to two, again, the price isn't the best. No, great advert for uh, sticking by your manager. Kenny Jackett was a uh, was a dead man walking for, for quite a while. Uh, his, side, his side started off uh, really poorly for them. Uh, there's style of play was being criticised and uh, Portsmouth decided to stick with him and, and now they're reaping the rewards. So that's always great yeah. to see. Um, I am going to be the Grim Reaper and the kind of vulture in League One because there's a lot of teams that are not performing right now and I think you can get some good double chance odds. Uh, so first one, Peterborough lost four in a row. Haven't won in the last five games against the Gillingham side, forgetting the fact that they've just lost in the FA Cup against Premier League opposition, unbeaten in seven games in the league. So Gillingham on some really good form right now. Um, Peterborough on the on paper, you know, in sixth. Gillingham twelfth. You know, if you didn't do your research, you might just go straight ahead and, and plonk Peter Baron, but they've uh, they've been really struggling recently. And the defeats against Lincoln, Rotherham, uh, an alarming 3-0 defeat at home to a pretty bang-average Doncaster side and squeezing past Bolton 1-0 doesn't give me much confidence. Gillingham, double chance, 4-6. to six. Yeah, I can see why I take that one. Another price in that game I like the look of. Uh, Gillingham to get on the score sheet to score at least a goal, four to nine. So the price isn't as good, but um, again, against this struggling Peterborough side, you would certainly back Gillingham to at least get on the score sheet. You know, talking about being a Green Reaper, I've got one more thing that I particularly like in uh, League One, and you might be surprised by this, but I'm going to go against League leaders Wickham. They play away at Sunderland. 
Sunderland are five to six to get the victory, and I'm going more on how bad Wickham have been recently compared to how strong Sunderland are at the moment. But uh, Sunderland, no losses in their last five games. They have improved, three wins in that run. Wickham, on the other hand, no wins in their last four games. Um, they've lost against Coventry, Portsmouth and Oxford, drew against Ipswich. So, yeah, it's not been a good run of form for Wickham. They've seen their lead at the top of the league really decrease from about nine points down to what is it now? But three, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to loosely go for Sunderland. This is by far not my strongest tip of the weekend. Of but considering they're, they're on the rise, they're charging now towards the playoffs. Um, they're only one point out, one point outside of the, the playoff places against this falling Wickham side. Um, we might be able to take advantage of that with the five to six. Yeah, the the media and the fans and social media and everything would would have you think that that Sunderland are, are bottom of the league. The amount of negativity around that club yeah. is is unbelievable. But when you actually look at where they are, they're in an okay position. Don't get me wrong; they're not. They're not going for automatic, but it's nowhere near as bad as I think as uh, as it's being made out. Another side that is in a, a decent position, but they would have wanted more at this stage is Ipswich Town. Now, at one stage, Ipswich definitely looked like they would be, um, you know, pretty much certs, but maybe behind Wickham uh, to finish in that automatic spot. Uh, fast forward to January, and they've actually not won in their last eight games, uh, losing five of them. Uh, they've played seven games at home without getting a win. And they're playing against an Accrington Stanley side. They've lost just five of 13 on the road. They got two wins and six draws on the road. Ipswich, uh, very much uh, like a side I read out earlier, they have managed to collate 24 points on the road and 14 at home. So it's clear that on the road that is where they're much more comfortable. Accrington Stanley... Yeah, not in a great position in the league. Uh, down in 17th, certainly in that uh, relegation scrap. Uh, but I do fancy him to nick something here. 8 to 11, again, is the double chance price. Yeah, I certainly can see why. Yeah, say Ipswich, no wins in the last eight games. And they're a side that have recently given Paul Lambert a new, what, three, four-year deal, three-and-a-half-year deal, four-year deal? Yep. Which is really surprising, considering he got them relegated from the championship and now they're on a, a streak where they've not won in eight games. So, uh, yeah, they must really have some faith in him. But yeah. interesting decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not not 100% sure, you know, uh, if I'd want Paul Lambert at the club for that long, even if he did get him promoted. But uh, what do I know? What do I know? No, absolutely not. I don't actually have any more from League One. Do you, or Ooh, shall we move got, on to League I've Two? I've got one more. My, my Go on, take it away. One more, my son. So, um, Coventry. Coventry home to MK Dons. Coventry priced at 8 to 13. Not the best price we've ever seen. Coventry are up in third, absolutely hammering on the door of, well, being the champions, I suppose. They're four points off with a game in hand. Uh, they're playing against an MK Don side that are having a really disappointing season down in 20th. They have won two of the last three, but the key here is the home and away records. 
So Coventry at their you know temporary home of St Andrews, um, won eight, drew three, lost one. MK Dons haven't won any of their last eight on the road. So for sure, looking like a Coventry victory there, eight to thirteen. Uh, very interesting in the FA Cup as well in the draw. The the tie is Coventry against Birmingham at Coventry's home stadium of St Andrews, which would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> weird, weird for Birmingham being in the away dressing room for that one yeah, if they get through. Very, very bizarre. Uh, I'd love to know how that's all going to work. But, uh, but anyway, on to League Two. Yeah, there's not an awful lot which takes my fancy, to be honest, in League Two. Um, probably the standout for me is Plymouth to get a victory away at Carlisle. Uh, Plymouth priced at 11 to 10 for the victory. They're currently sitting in sixth in the league. They're three points away from Crew, who occupy the final automatic promotion spot. Carlisle down in 21st position. They've got a really poor record. Um, they've got the, the second worst goal difference in the league. A bit toothless up front, conceding plenty at the back. It's a Plymouth side who have been pretty impressive in recent weeks. They've won three of the last four games. They've won away. They've won away impressively at Cheltenham, one 0 They've won away impressively at Scunthorpe, three one. Um, so I think, judging by their recent strong away wins, they should have uh, more than enough to beat this Carlisle side, who are struggling, really struggling this season. Uh, it's a long old trip, though, isn't it, for Plymouth? Oh God! And that, yeah, they've they're certainly not taking private jets, so that definitely has to be taken into consideration. They'll obviously go up the day before. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Plymouth, we, we're, just, we're just waiting for them to, to put a good run of form together. I feel like they get, they get going. Obviously, they're in sixth and they've won more games than they've lost. But I feel like they get going and then they throw in a, a stupid defeat. And then they kind of have to yeah. start all over again. So... Uh, typically you probably get maybe three good results at a Plymouth, maybe two before a spanner in the works. So hopefully this weekend is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, let's talk agreed. about... Sorry, go on. No, say agreed. Let's talk about Ian Holloway. I love that Ian Holloway is back in the EFL. I absolutely what a character. Yeah, what a character. such a character. And it's hard to think. I was thinking about this driving home, preparing for the pod. It's hard to think of a lower league manager, I'm talking League One, League Two, that would come in and have such a good feel-good factor straight away. He's only had one game. And the whole kind of... the whole, Two, sorry. two. He's only had two games. And the whole feeling around the club and... You know, there's a bit more media attention on them. So, obviously, you know, maybe that's where I'm getting it from. But it just seems to be a, a, a nicer feeling about Grimsby. And they're going away from home um, again. They obviously got that victory away at Mansfield um, in his first game, which was, which was uh, a great start. They're going away against a Leighton Orient side that have played five games at home in a row without getting the W. So Grimsby haven't lost in any of the last four. Again, this is kind of a Grim Reaper kind of vulture situation 
capitalizing on a team that, that is really struggling at home. And uh, again, it's, it's another case of 16 points on the road for Leighton Orient and 10 at home. It seems to be a trend throughout the EFL. And if you want to go in on Grimsby and the double chance, it's four to six. Yeah, well, you've you've convinced me with Grimsby. I didn't really look at that one beforehand, but I definitely think it's a, a good shout on the double chance. And if you do fancy Grimsby to get on the score sheet, again, price at one to two for Grimsby to at least get a goal away at a late and Orient side who are uh, by no means strong at the back. No, absolute free money. Um, I'll tell you what else is free money. Uh, when you get the two top scorers in a league coming head-to-head, I think it's fair to say that both teams to score is on the cards. <laughs> I think we've got a really exciting game in League 2 this weekend. Uh, we've got Swindon at home to Crew. Uh, this represents first against third. So Swindon have scored 46 goals in 26 games and Crew have also scored 46 goals, but this is in 24 games. Um, defensively, they're pretty matched as well, actually, just one goal apart. Swindon conceding 28 and Crew 29. It promises to be a very exciting game. Uh, obviously, it has a lot of meaning um, in terms of uh, league position. Owen Doyle is obviously grabbing the headlines at the moment. He's got to be the top scorer in the EFL. 23 goals um, by January is absolutely insane. Uh, He's got to be the top scorer. I've not looked into that or anything, but both teams to score 8 to 13, um, over 2.5 goals as well if you're you're not convinced that both teams will get on the score sheet, but you think there'll be goals 4 to 5, so two Mm. decent prices there. Yep. Again, I really like the look of that. Uh, I've got nothing else, so I don't know if you have or shall we wrap the tips up right there? Yeah, let's wrap the tips up and let's move into the bombproof treble section yes. of the show. Uh, so for those of you that may be new or for those of you who may have forgotten, uh, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put all our tips, expert knowledge, gut feeling, all that kind of stuff into trebles that we recommend that you back. We back our own bets with £10 stakes, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. So uh, we've got a treble for Tom, a treble for me, and we'll construct a joint treble as well. So Tom, do you want to go first? Yeah. So for my treble, I'll go with uh, Millwall on the double chance. They're away at Stoke and they're 8 to 11. We're going to take your advice with Grimsby. Uh, go for them on double chance against Leighton Orient. Uh, that's four to six. And finally, Liverpool to win away at Spurs. Again, priced at four to six. So £10 example stake pays forty-seven ninety-eight. Love it. Love it. All in the hands of Ian Holloway. I couldn't be happier with that. Come on, Ollie. Come on, Ollie. Come on, Ollie. Um, so, yeah, uh, strong treble as ever. And... Uh, I'm hopefully going to get one of my own here. So I'm going to start in the Premier League. So Wolverhampton Wanderers, 4-9 to nine, uh, to beat Newcastle. So we're going to have that. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to drop into League 1 and we're going to have Accrington Stanley on the double chance. 
they're priced at 8 to 11 away at a struggling Ipswich. And we're going to have Swindon and Crew, both teams to score, as I just covered. Uh, £10 on returns 40 30 Nice. Again, two strong trebles there. Uh, so hopefully we can kick off the podcast in 2020 with, with another winner. So it's looking positive. Um, I'm going to propose something straight off the bat for the joint treble. I'm ready. Uh, we've got three double chances between us. Should we go for a double chance joint bomb-proof treble? Absolutely. Yeah, so that would be Millwall, Grimsby, yep. Stanley, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Millwall, double chance, uh, all three away sides, by the way. Millwall, double chance at Stoke. Grimsby, double chance at Leighton Orient. And Accrington Stanley, double chance at Ipswich. So that all pays. What was the Stanley price? Uh, they are 8 to 11. That all pays 49.72. Oh, beautiful. That's juicy. Okay. Happy days. Uh, the uh, best of both worlds, really. Both our brains yeah. working in, in tangent. So fingers crossed that we... Uh, we bring some profit for the profit chasers. Absolutely. Um, shall we have a quick look at your favourite part of the show, fantasy football? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can see the enthusiasm no, in your I'm face. Just, uh, I'm, I'm bored of it. I'm down to 149th. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, uh, man, this is... You say the championship's the hardest league in the world. They're clearly not in our fantasy football league. <laughs> 212 teams in it now. Um, how are you doing, Tom? You're doing but better than I am, I know that. Yeah, um, I'm in 35th, so I'm not doing too badly. I've, I've had a strong Christmas period. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm still nowhere near the top guys in this league. It's insane. It's the same old crowd, you know, as usual. Number one, we've got Edward Ridu, who's... Um, been top for a while now, 62 points this game week, 1,354 overall. Then we've got David Arias, Callum Nags, Sanj Birdie Mystery, Darren Venn, Luke Birchall, Steve Jones, Andy Pounder, Simon Tither, and finally Charlie Donnelly rounding out our top 10. Um, so if you do listen to the show, you have a fantasy football account, for the official Premier League one, and you are beating 1,354 points, then by all means, join our league. We'll, we'll give you the code. Um, and there's a £20 free bet on offer for the winner of the league come the end of the season. Yeah, I wish we had more money to, to reward people that finished 10th out of 220 people. I know, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but we don't, unfortunately. But £20 on the line for the winner. Um so if you have enjoyed your podcast experience and you want to extend it beyond the hour or so that we're, we're on there, um, follow us on social media. Twitter is probably where we're the most active, T underscore FB podcast. A couple of new features on there. Um, I'm really enjoying the random footballer of the day. Uh, that's one of the highlights of my working day is coming up with players <laughs> like Paul Ifill and... Bobby Hassel and Richard Liberti uh, really enjoyed in that. Um, there's also the Who Am I? I cannot, for the life of me, come up with a Who Am I that people cannot that won't guess. Every single one I've done has been guessed. It's ridiculous. Have you been following this? 
Yeah, yeah. People get it every day. Every day. I'm sick of it. So we're going to go really obscure soon. Um, but yeah, feel free to follow um, us on Twitter. As I said, T underscore FB podcast. Um, also Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with any inquiries or anything like that, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Uh, please do get in touch, guys. And if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast. Yes. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. It's very nice to be back. I have to it say. is very nice to be back. Uh, just to reiterate, guys, our apologies for our absence over the last kind of three, four weeks. Uh, but we're back now. Back for 2020, hopefully back with some winning bets, uh, both tips we've read out on, on the show and bomb-proof travels this weekend. So let these winning bet slips roll in again from this weekend. That would be glorious, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, as Tom said, thank you for understanding. Welcome back and uh, let's bash the bookies.